I mean, uh, it's a whole lot of stuff in life that don't make sense. Okay. But when you believe in a God who can create anything, knows has all power and can do anything that he wants, then it begins to make sense. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. For followers of Jesus Christ, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior marked the beginning of eternal life with God. In this four-message series, It's Not Over, learn more about living in God's will in practical ways. Here's Pastor Rob with the second message in the series, Against All Odds, Part 1. We'll be using the story, familiar story um, surrounding three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so I'll be reading um, Daniel chapter 3, verses 27 through 29. Daniel 3, verses 27 through 29, and I'll be reading the New International Version. And before I read, I want to just set this up a little bit. Um, Like I said, it's a familiar story. Um, Nebuchadnezzar was the king of Babylon and God's people were in bondage in Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar was a ruthless guy he did not play and um, the story bears that out before he had this incident with the three Hebrew boys he had already done some ruthless stuff all the folks who supposed to have been wise in his land, he had them all executed because they couldn't, not only could they not tell him the meaning of a dream he was having that was bothering him, but he wanted them to tell him the dream. He's like, no, if you can't tell me exactly what I dreamt and then tell me the meaning of the dream, then I'm, your, your life is over. It's over for you. You're done. And they and they said, can't nobody do that? And uh, he ended up taking them out. But there was somebody because our, our God is great. And our God, um, Daniel and the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, prayed to God for, for wisdom and insight to the king's dream so he wouldn't kill everybody. And, and God opened up. Daniel's eyes and Daniel was able to tell the king the dream and the interpretation. So now uh, we get here when the king is still feeling himself even though he had seen the greatness of God. I'm wondering who else is still feeling themselves even though God has demonstrated his greatness in your life and you still refuse to truly honor him for who he is. And so this is where we pick up um, part of the story of what happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And this is going to be reflective of the end of this event of where he 
threw them into the fiery furnace. And so again, I'm reading Daniel 3, 27 through 29. It reads, and the satraps and the prefects and governors and royal advisors crowded around them. Now, I'm going to pause for a second. The, the, the satraps and the, the prefects and the governors, all that means is just, that's just words for the hierarchy of government, the, the folk that's in power. That's all it is, is the governor, the assistant governor, the, all these different positions. So don't let that bog you down because we don't speak that language like that today. Um, and then it reads on, they saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was hair, uh, a, a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. I'm going to pause for a second so that we can get this. They threw them into a, a furnace that was heated seven times above normal. And they were in this furnace. And the Bible tells us not one hair <laughs> was singed on their head. Not one. I know it don't make sense, do it? Yeah. But it don't make sense that we on a planet that's spinning either. <laughs> it, that don't make sense either. It, it, don't, it don't make sense that if the earth moved one degree in any direction, we would all die. It, but we, it ain't moving because God put it right where he wanted it. So that don't make sense either. It's a whole lot of stuff in life that don't make sense, okay? But when you believe in a God who can create anything, knows has all power and can do anything that he wants, then it begins to make sense, okay? And so if I can believe that God can create all that I see, hear, touch, smell, then I can believe that God could preserve the hair on my head in a fire. He could do that. And in this case, he did. The Bible tells us. So verse 28 reads on. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve other, serve or worship any god except their own god. I want to pause for a minute. I, I just want, to, want you to want us all to look at just how dedicated are we to the god we serve. The king says here, he says, in speaking of these three, that they defied what the king said to do. And they were willing to give up their life to serve the God that they believed in and not another God. I just want us to check how dedicated are we? <laughs> are we really serious about the God that we say we believe in? Are we willing to sacrifice for the God that we say we believe in? The one who's going to keep us and preserve us for all eternity. How committed are you to your God? 
Verse 29 says, therefore, I decree that the people of any nation and or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other God can save in this way. So Nebuchadnezzar declared no other God could do what just happened. And I tell you this about the God we serve. We see things, we experience things that no other God could do. Okay? It, it could not be done. Only by the almighty God. That's the only way it's possible. So we're going to talk about that it's how it's not over against all odds. When all the odds are against you, it is not over. We have to be very clear about that. So on your outline, if you were here last week, you see that we have some, the same point that we had last week. And I'm going to leave it here for the entire series. And it's going to stay here because I want to drive this point home on why it's important to understand that it's not over. And that's the fill-in for you. Why is it important for us to understand that it's not over? This if if we can if we can just embrace this concept for the rest of our lives we would do ourselves a great favor and move into a great blessing is that we begin to understand that it's not over and what that does for us number 1 write this down so that we can live according to the will of God so that we can live according to the will of God Again, part of the reasons that we would step outside of the will of God is because we get to a point of desperation and we think that it's over. Something happens in our lives and in that moment we're thinking it's over. And then we do something, we say something, we think something that's not what God says we should do, think, or say. And we do it because we just... We just feel like our back's against the wall. We're desperate. And this was, this was depicted by Peter in the Garden of Gethsemane. John 18, 10 and 11, it says, then, and after they came to arrest Jesus uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane, it says, then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant's ear, servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded, commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? So Peter was fighting back to resist this arrest of Christ. But Christ was saying, no, me being arrested is the will of God. Because I got to go and die for Robert and Daryl and Carolyn and Sarah. I got to go die for him. It's God's will. Peter, you're doing the wrong thing. You know, I know, you know, you, your intentions may be good, but it's not the will of God. And Peter felt like he was against the wall, so he cut a man's ear off. So I have a question for you today. Jesus told Peter to put the sword away. And that the sword in your hand, you are using to get outside of God's will. 
So my question for you today, what do you need to put away in your life? What thing do you use <laughs> to get outside the will of God? I tell I I I was I was um, teaching at a men's conference some years ago, and I told the men. I told the men that some of y'all need to need to not go back to the gym, and y'all need to not lift another weight. And I did, I told them I said some of y'all y'all some of y'all got too many muscles. Oh, he's like, you know why? This is this is why because as soon as as soon as they 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 so muscular and strong, and when something happens, the first thing they think about is their muscles. You know, if if somebody say something to them, they you know they thinking, I should body slam this dude. No, really, it's like it's because they, they, they're, they're muscular and they feel strong and powerful. So when you offend them, the, they, their first thought is, man, you know, is you want some of this? And so some of them need to just be puny because, <laughs> you know, they just need to be weaklings. And because they, they, they're, they're, they're muscles, they're using as a tool to get outside of God's will. Because this ain't a time for you to be fighting. You, it's just like Peter. He had a sword. You know, he's like some folks. Some folk want to have a gun. Some folk don't need a gun because they 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 can't control their temper. Amen. You know, because you give them, you give them a gun and then it's too late. You pull the trigger. Somebody dead now, and it's because you had no self control. You don't have no emotional control. Amen. So I'm asking you, what do you need to put away? Jesus told Peter, put your sword away because your sword is taking you outside of my will. Maybe for some of y'all, it's the TV. You know, <laughs> some of y'all just need to, you know, not just turn it off. You, you, you might need to just take it out the house. For real. I mean, really, how important is it to you to stay in God's will? And you know that this thing is takes you out of God. Well, you know it. You use it all the time. Some of y'all don't need a cell phone. Some of y'all don't need a Facebook account. Because you use it to get outside of God's will. And Jesus, was, Jesus told him he, when he was teaching, he said, if your eyes offend you, pluck it out. This is some deep stuff. How important is it to you to please God? Or is it just, you know, do we take God's mercy for granted? And just, you know, I, yeah, I know I, this tool, you know. Some of, some of us need to just be on the bus. Well, you know, really, just you don't need a car. It's like, you know, you don't need public. You just need to do, use, use public transit. That's what you, some of us just don't need to be in a car. But this is serious because you use the car to get outside of God's will. It's more important for us to stay in the will of God than anything else. And this is why it's so important for us to understand 
that it's not over. So when your back is against the wall, I don't know about y'all, this message has been, I preached it and it's been ringing in my head ever since. I just hear it all the time. Something happened at work, at home, and I tell myself, oh, it's, it's not over. I was eating lunch. I was eating lunch the other day and I dropped my bag of chips. And I told myself, it's not over. <laughs> I'm serious. Because I started, I said, oh, you know, and I, you know, y'all know what happens, that feelings that just rush you. And then I just said, it's, it's not over, Rob. It's not over. Don't take it too serious. You know, really, it's just like, it's, and so it's been ringing in my spirit ever since. It's not over. Realize that it's not over. And so what we covered last week, we asked some questions, and this is critical, and these will, quest, these will stay in here too. There's no feeling, I just put them there for you to see them. Um, B is that, who is it not over for? It's not over for those who decide that, God will, that God's will is most important and put their trust in Jesus Christ. So we need to understand who it's not over for. All right. And then we need to understand what is it? What is it? Well, it is. It is whatever challenges a person can face in life. That's what it is. It's, it's not a, whatever challenge you face. Just know it's not over. It's not over. And then why is it not over? It's not over because Jesus Christ has overcome all troubles. The Bible tells us this. We gave scripture reference for all of this. It's not over. Because Jesus has, have over, has overcome all troubles. It's not over. So when you face your next trouble, and you will, and I'm going to say that again, when, not if, you face another trouble. No, when you face your next trouble, when you drop your chips like I did, tell yourself it's not over. Okay, and then just relax. Take a few deep breaths. Say it's not over. You know, it's like you ain't going to die because you don't eat the chips. You know, it's not over. It's like, just, just relax. You'll be all right. And for me, it's just, I just had, I just, I just been in a mode of more, a mode of peace. I just been just chilling. I mean, really, I just been in a spirit of chill. I mean, really, it's like, okay, that's not over. Soon as something, the car cut me off. It's not over. It's not over. You know, I missed the green light. You know, it's not over. I just been telling myself over and over again, it's not over. So we asked the question, when is it not over? And last week we talked about several things that are um, circumstances that it's not over through the the leading the arrests and incidents leading to the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We looked at the story and we saw some instances when it was not over. And then, so now today, we're going to look at some instances in our own lives through the life of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego so that we can see it's not over in these circumstances as well. So I want to drive it home to you. And we're going to specifically be talking about your, your, your work life, your the life where you you know you have a leader or a boss or something, and we're gonna be talking about circumstances that show up in those situations, and we're gonna learn that it's not over. It's not over. Okay. 
All right. Now, they expect us, that's what they expect, you know, they expect us to work like 50 years of your life working. Y'all expect you to spend at least like 50 years of your life. I had a, when I was a younger man, and, uh, you know, I was working, you know, I got a little seniority, like, you know, three years seniority, you know, on my job. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, and I was talking with some of my coworkers one day, and we was like, man, they want us to do this another 40 years. <laughs> and it just, it just kind of put it in perspective. It's like, you know, really, it's like I got to get my mind, I got to wrap my mind around that. I got to get into a mode of understanding I'm going to be doing this for a long time. So I need to, you know, be focused and plan and strategize and how this next 40 years going to be. Right? And so we need to talk about it. So write this down. Number one, it's not over when your leader thinks he's always right. When your leader thinks he or she is always right. It's not over. Y'all, any of y'all had a leader that just was right all the time? <laughs> just <laughs> if you haven't, keep living. <laughs> keep living. Look what happened here in the text. Uh, Daniel three one through five. Uh, King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, 60 cubits high, 70 cubits wide. That's 90 feet tall and 9 feet wide. He made an image of gold and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, and advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all other provincial officials to come. Um, to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. All right. I just want to pause a little bit so you can relate here. Your, your boss ever had this grand idea, and then he called a meeting, you know, all-hands meeting to tell everybody about his grand idea. This is what we're going to do in the office from now on, you know, just called everybody in. Didn't talk to nobody, didn't get nobody's opinion. He just, you know, woke up that day or she woke up that day and, and said, you know what? I got an idea. All y'all sitting in the room somewhere listening to the idea. And this is what happened here. He, he made this big 90-foot tall image and he called everybody in and he tells them this. Verse 3 reads on. So the satraps, prefects, governors, and advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up, and they stood before it. So now they, they're seeing the boss's great idea. Yeah, you, are you there? You've been there? You've been in, a, in that, 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 a meeting where everybody's together and we're listening to the boss give this presentation? <laughs> And then verse 4 says, then the, herald, then the herald loudly proclaimed, nations and peoples of every language, this is what you are commanded to do. So the boss says, all y'all are going to do this. Okay. And then he reads on. Verse 5, as soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, 
you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. <laughs> Y'all get the picture now. Get the picture. The boss came in with this great idea, made this pre presentation, and told everybody what they must do. And the funny thing about it, what he was telling them they must do had nothing to do with the work. Y'all ain't been there? It, just, it, had, it had nothing to do with the work. Right, they, they had jobs. They had assignments. This, worshiping this piece of gold, had nothing to do with the work. If you was an accountant, there was no numbers that you had to compute for this. You know, if you was an electrician, there was no wiring you had to do. I mean, you know, whatever your job was, it had nothing to do with the work. But the boss wanted it. Anybody been there? And he says, no, you will do this. See, I know some of y'all, y'all calling y'all union rep already, right? You, you call your union rep. You got your union rep on speed dial, you know, and it's like, you know, what's going on here? This ain't in the contract and all that stuff. But he commanded everybody to do this. He said, you're going to fall down and worship this goal that I set up. Yeah, he thought he was always right. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, Pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes, and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. See, sometimes we don't come to that place in our life and with our issues, with our challenges. We're like, God, I'll serve you if you come through. But they concluded, whether if you don't even come through, God, I ain't serving nobody else. God, if it, if, 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 if I don't get healed, I'm still going to serve you. If, if I don't, whatever it is that you're praying for, if you don't say yes to that, I'm still going to serve you. Thank you for listening.